Hey, podcast world. It is my long-awaited reunion with Brian McGowan from Red Sail Property Management. Say hi, Brian. Hey, Cassie. What's up? <laughs> Not too much. Um, you guys probably don't know this, but Brian came out here a couple months ago and we recorded the most wonderful podcast for you guys. Um, tons of information, chock full of good content. And then we experienced some technical difficulties and all of it went away. So we are here to try to recreate the magic that we had back in March. Um, But basically uh, what we talked about were a lot of the misconceptions when it comes to property management. And maybe this is a blessing in disguise that we get to do this again because we can tie in some of the, you know, the COVID issues that we've been having or seeing um, and just kind of go over that with you all as well. Um, but I guess we can kind of start like we did last time, just because it was so good. We had so much good stuff for you guys. Hopefully it was... we remember it and be able to recount right? <laughs> exactly like we said. I tried relentlessly to save that podcast and it just, uh, it just, it couldn't happen. Um, it wasn't meant to be. Yeah, I guess not. Yeah. But that just means this one's going to be a hundred right. times better. <laughs> um, so again, we're going kind of over the misconceptions that many owners have or people in general have about property managers and how we operate. Um, the biggest one is a lot of people don't understand why we don't let owners do their own maintenance. Um, a lot of people think that we get kickbacks or that we have these side agreements with our vendors and it's just not true. Our interest is always in the best interest of our homeowners. And I kind of wanted to let Brian touch on why we as property managers vet our vendors and have them do the work um, instead of letting our homeowners take care of that for themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It seems like that's a huge part of our business, right? Like constantly on the hunt for, you know, good, reliable contractors uh, that, you know, charge fair rates, show up on time, aren't rude to the tenants, right? There's a whole list of factors that that we look for typically those guys aren't the cheapest in town but they're nowhere near the most expensive either we try to find those guys that are kind of you know right in the middle it's the guys that i call you know when i have an issue at my own personal property or honestly the same guys that i'm you know that we're sending out for our our rental homes um you know one one factor you know typically you know and, and we've done this at times like we'll find some contractor that you know will We'll have him do an estimate and he comes in and his price looks really incredible. Like, wow, that seems cheap. All right, let's, let's try him out. And he does one job for us. And then, you know, we call him for the second job and he's like nowhere to be found, like completely dropped off the face of the earth, you know? And so, um, another reason why is really just like mitigating risk, right? Like all of our contractors are, are licensed, insured. They all have good workers comp insurance and, you know so god forbid an accident happens on on the property you know you get a ladder fall you know over on you know on the tenant or something i don't know you know um you know there's proper insurance in place and and so forth and and uh, again as your property manager we know who's going in and out of that home Uh, we've got good financial records and so forth of all that so and i know you had talked about um speaking of a ladder falling on somebody uh we know that there was an incident on the peninsula with i think it was a different property manager but uh 
they let their owners kind of perform their maintenance and they had um, the owners contacted I think a friend of the family that was not licensed and insured that went into their um, home with the tenants there and I, I you can tell yeah. the story about it and I can't our attorney told us about it and I don't quote me exactly on it but from this is from our attorney because he was we were talking about this very issue uh, just making sure that we had good records on our on our vendors yeah there was a major lawsuit uh, in our area, different um, company, but they were very loose with their policies. Like, oh yeah, the homeowner can go over there and handle it if he wants to, wants to. And he, he sent some person, I don't even know if he was a contractor at all, but there was a ladder involved, ladder fell, knocked into their kid, like injured the, ch the child. And there was like a, you know, it's like a multi-million dollar lawsuit because of that injury. And um, just not, not worth it not saving 200 bucks on a gutter replacement or something it's not not worth it yeah so that's why uh, like he said we do vet all of our vendors um and because we are able to give them such a high volume of business we usually see a reflection in their cost to us um being lower than the normal just because we give them so much and we don't even profit off of the discounts we get from them we give those discounts to our uh, landlords and our tenants so um, if anything, we're saving you money by using our vendors. And like I said, it's super important to make sure they're licensed and insured just to avoid any further financial implications later down the road that are completely avoidable. Um, but I just kind of wanted to go over that misconception. We do not profit off of our vendors when they come to you. Um, occasionally our vendors might buy us lunch to thank us for the business and that's about the extent of it. <laughs> um, and if any of our vendors are listening, Chick-fil-A next time. Um, just kidding. So, <laughs> uh, we also, uh, I don't know about with Red Sale, but with Runner's Warehouse, we have a, a strict policy of no contact between the owners and the tenants. Mm -hmm. Do you guys do that as well? We do. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not as, uh, how should we say, I don't believe it's on our management agreement. Mm -hmm. It's like, you shall not, you know, yeah. it's like, it's not one of the commandments. Um, but we highly discourage it. Yes. Um, we, you know, give you an example. Um, you know, for one reason you're hiring us to, so you don't have to deal with issues. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a call one time, it was Sunday. I'm sitting around chilling at, ha at, the, at the house and get a call. And it was one of our, our homeowners who called my uh, cell phone. And he said, he was kind of upset. He was like, Brian, uh, you know, the tenant just called me. It was like Sunday at like 9 PM. Y'all can't see me, but my eyes are really big. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> How'd this happen? My tenant just called me and she called your emergency line and um, they told her it wasn't an emergency. And what's going on? Something I said, well, I have no idea. Our emergency line like is pretty good with diagnosing issues if it's an emergency. I said, well, what did she say? She said, well, the garbage disposal is, is um, not working. And I'm like, um, so dear homeowner, <laughs> I will be more than happy to send a plumber at 9 p.m. on a Sunday night, you know, and pay his emergency fees. Um, so the the tenant basically was complaining to a to a neighbor mm -hmm. and like this property management company, you know, they won't come out and fix. Well, the uh, the the neighbor gave the the tenant the homeowner's number and she called him directly. Gotcha. So after I explained, I said, look, this is why we don't want them calling you because. You're, you know, you don't want to, you know, um, 
you know, ruffle her feathers or anything. You just kind of want to appease and you'd have probably sent someone out there. And paid emergency fees, weekend fees, all like that, all of that yeah. stuff for garbage disposal that could wait till nine o'clock Monday morning. Right. And we're always kind of pitted as yeah. the bad guy, right? In some of those situations, it's like the big bad property manager, but we really do have policies in place to alleviate stress and worry off of the homeowner's shoulders. Don't worry about it. We get those calls like mm -hmm. we, and we know how to handle them. And most of the time, we're going to respond really quickly to handle them, but there might be those calls that we go, no, this one can wait till Monday. Yeah. And it really, um, we have some homeowners that are just absolute sweethearts and we're here to like protect them from themselves because we know some people just have bleeding hearts. And when they hear, um, oh, my, my tenant, you know, will say their garbage disposal is not working and they feel so inconvenienced by it. You know, I'm going to send somebody out and then they do end up paying you know, two, $300 to replace a garbage disposal that should only cost 85 to maybe $130, sure. you know? So we're, we're here to protect you guys from those, you know, completely avoidable circumstances. And with every policy we have, there's a reason behind it. I know some things might seem, you know, trivial or, or silly to you, but it's kind of like those laws that get passed and you're like, you know, somebody had to do it and that's why they passed that law. Right, right. So it's just like, we've experienced it. We've learned from past issues and, and interactions between tenants and homeowners and it just never goes well, especially because the second the tenant knows how to contact you, they're going to try to circumnavigate us to get to you um, right. just because that, they feel like that's how they'll get the quicker answers. So that's why that policy is in place because the second the tenant knows how to reach you, that's exactly what they're going to do at nine o'clock on a Sunday night when oh, their right. garbage disposal stops working. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so just kind of wanted to talk about that one too. I, I wish I would have thought to put out like a Facebook post or something so I could have gotten more like, why do you do this and why do you do that? Oh, so right, this right. might be like a part two series that we do so I can get more questions from the general population besides the most frequently asked questions that we get. Um, and I know a lot of people uh, kind of wonder about property management fees and what they cover and kind of different property managers range in pricing and structure and stuff like that. And it's all about what's offered. And some people may not see the value in a property manager. Um, but I will tell you, I, I came from, from real estate sales. Um, I, I still do real estate. I love it. I also love this side of real estate too. Um, and I honestly, even as a real estate agent working so close to the industry, like in property management, um, I was like, Jon Snow, I knew nothing. So anyway, I came over to, to Renner's Warehouse and all of these things started to make sense. And honestly, like last year, if you had told me some of this stuff that's written in a contract or whatnot, I'd be like, well, why do they do that? And this, that, and the other. And boy, have I learned. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I understand people who may not understand the rhyme or the reason, um, but there is rhyme and reason. And you can always ask. I am an open book. Transparency is my policy. Um, so if you ever have any questions about anything we talk about, always feel free to give me a call. Um, that's 757-272-1616 um, in case you want to take me up on that. <laughs> um, but the the biggest thing i find the biggest value in a property manager is that you have somebody keeping you in line with fair housing laws and you know the tenant landlord act um and this is kind of where we're going to slip into COVID a little bit because legislation has been changing almost on a weekly basis and it's enough to even make the most experienced property managers head spin a little bit so i couldn't even imagine you know a, a do-it-yourself landlord somebody that's been doing it on their own for a while you know no matter how experienced you are 
if you're doing it yourself and you've got like another job or you've got family and you're trying to keep up with the ever loving changes going mm. on, it's just yeah. so much. So even if there were a time where maybe a DIY landlord thought maybe I could use some help, I think now would be the time. And again, we're here to answer any questions you have, but if you just kind of want to avoid just navigating yourself into any sort of legal waters. Like I would say definitely give myself or Brian a call. Brian's over on the peninsula in Hampton Roads. I don't think we addressed that earlier. Um, I don't know if you want to give them your number so they can call you if they ever have any questions about that side. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. If you're on the peninsula, um, our office is in Newport news. We focus primarily Hampton, Newport news, Yorktown. We of course stretch all the way up into Williamsburg and have even a few up in Toanna, um, Carrollton, you know, is also very easily reached. So our office number is 757-550-1171. Uh, when you call in, you can ask for me directly uh, and um, would love to set up a time to chat and, and uh, explain our process in, in more in depth. Yeah, but just kind of seeping into the COVID uh, legislation that's, been, crazy, that's yeah. been just changing. I mean, even as of last week, there's new legislation coming out July 1st, um, different rules, different things that can and can't be done. I know one of the biggest things that most landlords were concerned about was, you know, the hold on evictions. You mm -hmm. can't evict anybody. The CARES Act being passed, protecting tenants and whatnot. Um, and yeah, I mean, we've had, y'all have probably been similar, but I mean, we've, We've had our attorney on speed dial. It seems like we've been speaking to them every two or three days. I mean, and it's like, as soon as he figures out what's going on, they come out with something new and mm -hmm. they modify this or that. And so we've been in touch with him very closely throughout this, you know, this whole um, process. And that's another thing. We absorb the legal fees for research and knowing what's going on in the market and how to keep you out of trouble um, and how to keep you out of the courtroom where you're looking at a judge and the judge is looking at you and you just feel like shamed. <laughs> um, so we're here to, to make sure that doesn't happen to you. But I mean, I've had people call up and they've asked some, we had a hotline going on for a while for, for property managers that do it yourself that might have some questions. Um, and I, I can't believe the amount of people when they told them, you know, due to the CARES Act, you know, you can't evict your tenant. Like he, they were look, calling us looking for loopholes. And I was just like, there is not one. You cannot evict mm -hmm. a tenant. Um, and the, the mindset of, well, watch me, I'm going to find a way and stuff like that. That's where people get into trouble. And that's what we're here to help you not do. Right. And, and I've, I've seen situations where a homeowner, not necessarily in this COVID uh, season, but you know, where a homeowner tries to evict and they don't follow the proper procedures. They mm -hmm. don't properly post that five day. You can post a five day pay or quit note mm -hmm. improperly and that costs you weeks, mm -hmm. you know, cause if you, you post it and then by the time you get your court date, the tenant says, well, here's how they posted it. They put it in my mailbox or whatever it would yeah. be, right? And the judge says, well, that was improperly posted. You have to re resubmit that. So, and there are professional tenants out there. There are tenants that yeah. I promise you know more about fair housing and the tenant landlord act than you would ever care to read. So they're out there. Oh my um, yeah, we get, we get even, it seems like every, every time we, uh, we move out probably six or eight tenants every month and you know you know a lot of those are renewals but you know a lot of our move outs you know the tenants will after we give them their move out disposition they'll they'll be emailing us with, and quoting the the uh you know the landlord tenant act to us and anyway it's, yeah <laughs> that's always you know, fun. we're always fair but you know we, we listen and so forth but then just kindly advise them that they're not reading that quite Cor correctly, correctly. <laughs> yeah no so, funny yeah and laws too you know like with with hiring a property manager i mean there's things that 
you know, our attorney every year when kind of the, the Virginia board kind of, you know, revamps the laws and, um, you know, he'll send us a big long email like, hey, here's the changes that are coming down the pipeline. Be aware of this and that. And, you know, like smoke detectors, for example, you know, last year the laws changed on smoke detectors. It's now a law. We have to we have to do an interior smoke detector inspection every 12 months. Mm -hmm. Well, shoot, that was a law for like a month before I even knew about it. I'm like, holy cow. <laughs> and by the time I caught it, um, but I've talked to owners, you know, still, I think that's been a law for well over a year and a half now. Mm -hmm. But I, I talked to owners that have been managing throughout that they've never heard of such a thing. Yeah. You know, and so. it's just, and that's the good thing about having, you know, hired attorneys that we have attorneys that the second new legislation is even spoken of, like this stuff doesn't start till July 1st, but we already know all about it. Mm -hmm. We're fully prepared. We're getting our documents together. We're getting everything together to, you know, make sure we can take the best care of our homeowners and our tenants. Um, because, you know, the last thing we want to see is, a, you know, a mistake by us costing our clients money or our tenants money. So um, we're, we're just here to constantly educate ourselves. That's our job. That's what we do Monday through Friday, Monday to Sunday, really. We don't have a day off. Yeah. Um, but we're just here to make sure that those headaches are not your headaches. Um, we fully take those on. Um, and just if I could just offer any advice to anybody at this point, at least while we're kind of in these, I hate, I've, I've grown to hate the word unprecedented. I don't ever want to hear it again, but I'm about to use it. I'm going to find a different word. What's a, what's a, what's a synonym? I, I guess these uncharted waters. Yeah. <laughs> I'll use that. Peculiar times. Per, per, I like that. Peculiar times. Um, I would, I would say absolutely seek, at least talk to a professional property manager, let them, you know, go over your property, go over the numbers. Heck, I mean, I've had people that have been renting their own uh, property for years and then I do an analysis for them and they've been renting it like $100 cheaper a month than they could have been. And I'm just like, you cost yourself, you right. know, $1,200 a year for the past however yeah. many years. It seems like fees like are always, because who wouldn't want to hire a good group of people to take care of your property so you don't have to worry about Sunday calls and maintenance issues and things like that. Like who wouldn't want to do that? Well, of course it would always come down to fees. Like, well, I would, but it's those darn fees. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I, I've had situations where, you know, clients called me, well, not clients at that time, but you know, homeowners would call me and say, Hey, I just came out of this horrible situation. You know, I placed this tenant, they moved in. This was a real case. Like they, they moved this tenant in, um, didn't do a background check. I mean, it was all sorts of stuff wrong with it. Um, the tenants absolutely destroyed this place. They painted their, like, they had these beautiful cherry kitchen cabinets. Like, they painted them white. Oh, my it gosh. It looked like they painted them with a push broom. I would kill like, somebody. It was horrendous. Um, it's like $25,000 in damage to that property. Um, plus, they let them go, like, five months without paying rent. And I'm like, how did you get five months? Well, one thing after the other, they told me that... You know, they lost their job, but they're starting a new one next week, and then they should have payment in two more weeks. So we would have never, in that situation, I said, you could have paid our fees for 10 years <laughs> and and still been better off. And so, you know, pay, I, I, I kind of view it, I, I speak to a lot of our clients about things like this, like, look at this as a, this is an investment. You know, you have a 401k, you know, that you pay into every month. Well, 
you know, there's fund managers, you know, with those 401ks that get paid fees out of, you know, the money that, that mm -hmm. you that you pay for maintaining that investment, for, for maximizing that return and so forth. Uh, I look at a property manager as kind of like a stockbroker, right? Like we're, we can't guarantee that all the risk disappears, but we're taking you from, you know, what could be a tremendous amount of risk to a very manageable uh, amount. And I'm glad you kind of touched on there for a minute, tenant placement. Um, I have a lot of owners that, and we have a tenant placement fee. There's a lot of work that goes into finding you the best tenant and placing them. And I have so many owners. That's the one thing that they're just like, Oh, I can just find my own tenant. And I'm like, okay, well, here's what happens when you find your own tenant. And I walk them through that process. And a lot of times within a day, they call me back reconsidering, you know, paying yeah, the tenant placement yeah. fee. Um, but some of the dangers of placing your own tenant, like Brian just said, and he also brought up the bleeding heart owners too, that like will just take every excuse knowing that their tenants will eventually maybe pay your rent with a property manager. That doesn't happen. Um, but anyway, going back to tenant placement, there are so many people who are, we, we like people, we like other people. And so you meet this nice, uh, young, I'm going to actually, this happened to somebody I know met a nice, uh, uh, it was a, a single dad. His daughter was actually about to have a, a child and, um, he, her boyfriend was moving in. They just were all in hard times. And, um, this person I knew wanted to help them out. Um, so he, he rented out his home and they just seemed like the nicest people in the world. And I think it was like six months in, like they hadn't paid rent in two months. The house was trashed. He had done everything he could to make this home as lovely as he could for this family because again, bleeding heart. Um, and then, you know, they trashed it. Um, they, I think they abandoned the property. If I recall correctly, he, um, just had all these issues. And I think I, on top of all of that, I don't think he collected a security deposit. Mm -hmm. So he was just way out of luck. Um, so there's just those things you might think they're the nicest, sweetest people in the world. Um, you might think that they're going to pay, pay the rent on time and take good care of your home and mow the lawn and keep you from getting any city violations and all that stuff. They may be nice people, but that does not mean they're good tenants. <laughs> um, so part of our process there is we screen them. Like not, we don't go off of whether or not they're nice people. We check criminal history to make sure there's no violent felonies or drug charges on their record and within recent years. Well, uh, and also mm -hmm. if I could jump in, like market time averages. Mm -hmm. So MLS, this is MLS data. <laughs> Top 10 property management companies in our area run last year. Um, I won't name names, but we're between, but besides us, and I know what y'all's numbers are too, and you're way, way left field with us. But besides our, these two companies, we're between 61 and 100 days, 100 days average market time. That was there. Jeez. That's three and a half mortgage payments. Mm -hmm. But the most of them, all the big names, name them. I mean, get on, get online, whatever. You can name the the you know the popular names in our area. We're all floating around 85 days. That's two and a half months. Two and a half mortgage payments. Last year we we were roughly around 14 days. I think you guys were right. Yeah, we were at, we were about uh, 19 days on average for 2019. So point is, uh, we're not the cheapest company in town on paper, mm -hmm. right? You but guys when you might think about that lost opportunity cost, but we we become the cheapest in town if we end up saving you three mortgage payments. Mm -hmm. And these are the professional companies. We're not even talking about homeowners trying to take off work early to meet that person. These are professionals that 
do this every day that have an 85 day average market time, mm -hmm. you know? And so hiring a good company and paying that, you know, on, on the peninsula, we end up being, when you, when you compare fees, we end up being, I mean, a few hundred more per year. It's not mm -hmm. much, but on paper, again, we look like, oh my gosh, you're more expensive than X, Y, Z. But again, when you start comparing like what we're doing and what we're bringing to the table and we're actually putting money in your pocket and saved mortgage payments, we're the, we're the cheap one. And that kind of goes into the value I was talking about earlier too. You don't want the cheapest property manager in your area. I guarantee you that because I don't know what services they're discounting to be that affordable to you, but it's not something that you want. Um, you don't want that product. Right. Um, I was kind of going back to like vetting those tenants. Um, we do like that criminal background check for you. We check rental history. So we make sure that they didn't skip out on rent before and that they don't have prior evictions on their record and that they left the properties they lived in before in good standing condition. Mm -hmm. um, we're checking, um, you know, when you just, your mind blanks out in the middle yeah, of when yeah. you're just trying to say something. So criminal history, rental history. Oh, we make sure they have good credit and that they make at least three times the rent. So yeah, we know they can saying. afford to live there. Um, what do you guys do? I'm curious. This is like off the cuff. Here. Yeah. What do you guys do? Anything like pet, like how do you check out pets? Yep. So we use a third party service called pet screening. Um, so yeah. So anybody who, if you allow pets in the property, uh, your tenants will go online. They'll submit a photo of their pet for breed verification purposes. We make sure they're up to date on vet and vaccination records. The yeah. site also pulls bite records. So if this pet's ever bitten somebody you know about it they also and we have can an keep attorney, them which i love they have an attorney yeah. on staff mm -hmm. and they they fish out um shall we call it like fake emotional service support. animals yeah we get a ton of this like you know people will submit and maybe they're this is my emotional support goat this is yeah <laughs> <laughs> like the late like the the person in uh, san francisco that tried to board the plane with the emotional support peacock oh yeah right and see so, my whole room is decorated in peacocks so I, I would allow it well then maybe you need an emotional support maybe i do <laughs> But yeah, so that, that third party service verifies that, you know, there are indeed um, registered support animals or service animals, um, just because there are so many out there who try to abuse the system. We're looking out for the people right. that actually need it. Um, so yeah, that service is there for you as well. Um, but yeah, so the screening of the tenants and just verifying that we put somebody who's most likely, I mean, we do have a small eviction rate. Our eviction rate it was less than half a percent going into 2020. Um, so That's we're, really yeah, we're super excited about that. I've, I've actually seen people like, like post on Facebook mm -hmm. tenants, you know, people looking for homes and they'll post. I've seen this multiple times. I'm just, I'm, I'm more aware of it than I used to be. So the, these types of things like stick out to me and, and I actually know why mm -hmm. they'll post, um, looking for a rental, um, want to rent directly from homeowner. Mm -hmm. And what they saying, I is, know what they're saying is because yeah. they won't qualify with a property manager. Because they know like our back, and, and this is not to say that, you know, I, I know some prop, property owners that, you know, do background checks. Mm -hmm. They are not, when I talk to them in, in detail, they're not to the extent, like we have one full-time employee that this is all she does, right? So mm -hmm. you can't match that, like, you know. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, yeah. No, so, Again, we're here for you guys. Uh, if you ever have any property management questions, if you ever have any questions about the ever-changing legislation going on, or just if you if property management is or isn't for you, um, we're happy to have those conversations with you. Again, I'm Cassie with Renner's Warehouse, and our number is 757-272-1616. And we've got Brian McGowan with Red Sale, and his number is... 
Seven five. You didn't memorize it. No. Seven five seven five five zero eleven seventy one. Got it. I'll remember it next time. <laughs> you just call myself. <laughs> I do. I have Facebook message them. I don't even touch the phone anymore. Um, anyways, you guys uh, have lovely days, whatever point in your day and you're at while you are listening to this. And we will do a part two. Uh, feel free to give us a call with any things you would like us to address on, the, address on the next podcast. And I'll also put up a Facebook post to get uh, some more, you know, FAQs for you guys. All right. Have a good one.